the word tonight. So the scriptural account that we're going to start reading from tonight takes place in a little town called Bethany, which is a village on the Mount of Olives about three kilometers from Jerusalem. And the passage that we're going to read together is a very familiar passage, I'm sure, to all of you. But Jesus had some family friends here in this town of Bethany, people that he loved. And word came to Jesus that one of the people that he loved, his friend, Lazarus, was sick. And Jesus stayed exactly where he was. He didn't move for two days. He didn't even start to prepare for the journey. He just stayed put. But Jesus knew that Lazarus had died before anyone even told him because Jesus said to the disciples, we're going to go and we're going to wake him from his sleep. But by the time Jesus arrived at where Lazarus was, he had been dead for four days. And Jesus asked them to show him where they had laid Lazarus. And they invited him, Lord, come and see. And they came to the grave and it was a cave with a stone sealing up the entrance. And we're going to take up our reading this morning from that point in the story, starting in the book of John, chapter 11, verse 39. Then Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he has been dead for four days. But Jesus said, unto her said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe thou shouldest see the glory of God then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said father I thank thee that thou hast heard me and I knew that thou hearest me always but because of the people which stood by I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. And this evening I'm going to preach for you a message I've given the title, I'm dancing out of my grave clothes. Let's pray together tonight. Lord Jesus, God, we lift up our hands, Lord Jesus. We lift up our voices, God, and we acknowledge that you are the Lord of our lives, that you are the way, you are the truth, and that you are the life. You are the only foundation upon which we stand, Lord Jesus, God. And I pray, Lord, tonight, God, you would do a work, Lord Jesus, of deliverance in this church, God, that you would help us to go out with the old and in with the new, that you would help us, oh God, to stand before you, Lord Jesus, free, God. God, free indeed, like you have created us to. We pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So in our passage tonight, we saw a man who was dead. He had been dead for four days. And Jewish superstition says that a soul stayed near the grave for three days, hoping to return to the body. So perhaps this is why Jesus tarried for so long, because by the time he got there, Lazarus had been dead long enough that there was no hope of resurrection in the natural. He'd been dead long enough that all those around him were concerned about the stench. This man had been dead for so long that those around him had no faith that he could live. Jesus had to remind Martha that if she would believe, she would see the glory of God. If she would just have a little bit more faith. And Martha had some faith because earlier in the chapter, she said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother Lazarus wouldn't have died. She had faith 
for a healing, but she didn't have enough faith for a miracle. But Lazarus, the man who had been dead for four days, he came forth at the command of the Lord Jesus. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, he came bound in his grave clothes. He came out of that grave bound hand and foot. He was fully bound. He was bound in his hands. He was bound in his feet. And even his face was covered about with a napkin. Lazarus had life and he came forth. But notice this, he was still wearing his grave clothes. Lazarus was restored to life. He was fully alive. It wasn't part life. He wasn't still half dead. He was fully alive, but he was still clothed in grave clothes. This was a man who was wholly raised, but not wholly freed. He was a living man still wearing the garments of death. So grave clothes, they're clothes in which a dead person is buried. Israelite people would bind cloth around the arms and around the legs, binding and restricting. And these grave clothes signified death and not life. No living person would be clothed in grave clothes. These grave clothes were clothes that were incompatible with life. Grave clothes speak of defeat and not victory. They speak of death and not life. But someone wearing grave clothes, they can't walk freely. His grave clothes were holding him captive. Even though he was alive, his hands and his feet were bound. His face was bound. He had no freedom to live the life that he had been given. And Lazarus noticed this. He couldn't loose himself from his grave clothes. Jesus had to say to the people around about him, loose him and let him go. But in the grave, Lazarus had two problems. He was dead but he was also bound. And even though Jesus raised him to life and he was now alive physically, he was still bound in his great clothes. The remnants of death still clung to his body. The smell of death and the clothes of death still surrounded him, even though he was alive. And Lazarus speaks to us of our human condition, how we were before God found us. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were full of dead works. We were spiritually dead and we were eternally dead and we were going to be separated from God for all of eternity. That was the natural state of man before we are born again. We might have life physically, but we were dead spiritually. We were dead eternally because unless God found us and saved us and restored relationship between us and him, we were on our way to being forever eternally dead but thanks be to God who's given us new life our old man was a dead man the past and the lust thereof the part of us that was dead in trespasses and sins but we are now alive in Christ we are on our way to heaven I am a new creation I am a brand new man we have been given life and we have been given life more abundant when we repented of our sins and passed through the waters of baptism. Then we rose to walk in that newness of life that God has given us. Our sins were washed away and we took on a new life in Christ. We were restored to relationship with God that day. Jesus has called Lazarus, come forth over me. And Jesus has called Lazarus, come forth over you. In fact, Jesus has called Lazarus, come forth all over this church. That's the result of the born again experience. We can rise to walk in newness of life. We are no longer dead, but we are alive and we are born again. 
But God spoke new life into our very soul. And we can declare once I was dead, but now I live. And Lazarus, he was, if you like, born again that day. He was resurrected to new life. He was born again, but he was not loosed. He was born again, but he was still bound. He needed to be clothed in a completely different set of clothes. He needed to take off those grave clothes and put on something else altogether different. Lazarus needed to put off the old and to put on the new. And it didn't happen automatically when Jesus said to him, Lazarus, come forth. He didn't automatically shed his grave clothes. He was still clothed in them. It required another step of loosing for him to go free. And we suffer from the same condition as Lazarus. We have been resurrected to life. We are alive in Christ, but we are still bound up in our grave clothes. Like Lazarus, those grave clothes hold us back. They hold us bound and they stop us being able to move freely. Grave clothes represent our old state of being dead. They hold us bound. They restrict our movement. Grave clothes stink. Grave clothes repel others. Grave clothes don't speak of life, but they represent death. Grave clothes represent the things that God has freed us from. Grave clothes represent the things that we have been delivered from. But we can become too comfortable in our grave clothes. We become too comfortable with being alive, but still being bound. We live comfortably within the restrictions of the things that we allow to hold us and bind us and think about the things that we so willingly live with. The grave clothes we allow to bind us every day, the fear. So many of us live in bound up by fear, the doubt, the defeat, the anger, the offense, the unforgiveness, the bad attitude, our pride. And we could go on. There are so many things that we allow to bind us and restrict us and hold us captive. Just think about it. We know God can. We believe that he can because we've seen him do it in the lives of others. Or maybe he's done something in the past for us. We know that he can heal. We know he can deliver. We know that God can provide. But we live somehow bound up in the doubt that he won't come through again for me this time. He's come through for someone else, but he's probably not going to do it for me. And we allow that grave cloth of doubt to hold us captive and to hold us bound. We are like Mary and Martha. We have faith for something. We have faith for a healing, some kind of gradual process of recovery. But we don't have enough faith for a miracle, an instantaneous deliverance from the things that hold us captive. Fear feeds our doubt and doubt feeds the fear. But I tell you today in this church, faith is not the absence of fear, but it's the willingness to step out anyway. To Faith says, I will abandon myself into the hands of the living God. Faith says, even when I don't see it, I know that God is still working. Faith says, whether or not you deliver me, you are still God. Faith says, I will step out into the unknown knowing that you will hold me up. Faith says, that you know God the way that I take. And when you have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. But we can be too comfortable with the fear, too comfortable in the grave clothes, the life we are resurrected to live. It isn't just any life. God wants us to live abundant life. God wants us to be loosed from our grave clothes, but we need to deal with those grave clothes. 
I'm here to encourage someone today. It is time to get loosed from your grave clothes. It is time to put off the things that are holding us bound. It is time to claim the victory that we have in Christ. Strongholds, those are our grave clothes because grave clothes hold us bound. But that's exactly what a stronghold does. It holds us bound. It restricts our freedom. It binds up our liberty. It controls our victory. Jesus has given us life, but we're still bound in those grave clothes. We still allow those strongholds to control our lives. We are free because Jesus has made us free. We are free from guilt. We are free from the penalty of sin. But we we live like we're still bound in the things that we once were, the things that we have been resurrected from. We walk like we're imprisoned by the things around about us, the weights and the burdens, the parts of us that have not yet been loosed. In the Old Testament, a stronghold was a fortification, a place of security, often a wall that was placed around the city. Think of the city of Jericho. There was a very strong, powerful wall around that city. And the purpose of that was for protection for the people that lived on the inside. That is the purpose of a stronghold or a fortification. It is for protection. But when Joshua and the Israelites had to, wanted to conquer that city, they had to bring down first the stronghold. It was the wall that had to be broken down first before they could get the victory. And we all know about that miraculous conquest where they marched around the walls of Jericho and a stronghold was broken down that day. But a stronghold in our mind, it's not for our protection. Though the enemy of our soul wants to believe us to believe that it is, he wants us to believe that we're safe behind that wall of doubt, that we're protected behind that wall of pain or hurt or bitterness or anger. He wants us to believe if you stay behind that wall, no one can hurt you again. So you are safe behind that. But it is a lie. Strongholds in our mind hold us captive to a false sense of truth. Strongholds, they hold us captive to lies. We are protected by the strongholds inside our minds. We're held captive. A stronghold exists where you can't shift your thinking or your behavior. Anytime the will of God is clearly spelled out in his word, but our reality tells a different story, that's a stronghold. Strongholds are walls in our mind that resist truth. Strongholds are thought patterns that keep us captive. We're prisoners inside our own minds. When the word of God says that we can have peace that passes understanding, but we live in anxiety, care, stress and worry every day, There's a stronghold. Something needs to be loosed off us. When God's word promises us joy, unspeakable, but we live in misery and depression, there's a stronghold at work in our lives. When God's word promises us victory, but we walk in defeat, there's a stronghold. When God's word says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, but I doubt everything I am, everything I do, there is a stronghold at work in my life. Something is holding me bound. Something needs to be loosed off me. Something needs to come off. Like Lazarus, I want Jesus to say, loose her and let her go. Loose us and let us go free. That's what God wants to do for us. He wants to loose us and let us go free. A 
A stronghold is anything that the enemy wants us to continue believing, anything that holds us bound. That's a grave cloth or a stronghold. It can be our past. It can be fear, carnal thinking, pride, apathy, anxiety, self-doubt, insecurities, other people's opinions, the thoughts in my own head, an overwhelming sense of hopelessness and the negative things I say about myself to myself, discouragement, anger, bitterness, excuses, laziness, physical pain. It's a never-ending list. It's anything that holds us bound, anything that stops us moving forward. When we're willing to accept those things and we think it's normal or just part of who we are, suspect a stronghold. Anything that stops us walking in the new life that Jesus has given us, it's a grave cloth that needs to come off us. Anything that robs our victory and causes defeat in our spirit, anything that slows us down from moving forward, anything that stops us shouting with the Apostle Paul, I press towards the mark. Anything that stops us pressing towards the mark because people bound in grave clothes can't move freely, their feet are stuck. And we don't want our feet to be stuck because the Lord is coming back soon. And when Jesus comes back in the clouds, we don't want our feet stuck to anything. We want to rise up to meet the Lord in the air. We want our feet to rise off the ground. And we don't want to be caught up and bound in grave clothes so that we can't move. Instead of dancing, we're barely holding on. We're barely worshipping, we're barely praying because we're so weighed down and so bound up. But Jesus wants to loose us. And scripture speaks to us in our bound up condition. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, the scripture says to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Those weights, those are the strongholds. Those are the grave clothes. Those are the things that stop our hands from raising and our feet from dancing. But it is time to lay aside the weights. It is time to lay them down and to run. It is time to run with power. It is time to run with joy. We are not in the kingdom for such a, we are in the kingdom for such a time as this and it is time to run it is time to lay aside the weights and give it all that we have for the Lord is coming back soon if there was ever a time to run it is now it is very hard to run with weights on it is hard to run carrying heavy bags we are in a race the race of our lives And we need to run. This isn't an optional race. This isn't a race where we can say, I'm tapping out or I'm sitting out of this one. We need to run because there is a finish line and we need to cross it. This is not optional. We don't want to be the ones who don't make it across the finish line when the Lord comes back. That is not an option for me and that is not an option for any of you. We need to run until we get across the finish line. But it requires work and honesty, and brokenness to lay those things aside. It requires hard work. That's what the scripture says. Lay aside the weight. Put it off. Cast it down. Take off those grave clothes. Take off the old and put on the new. There can be pain in removing our grave clothes. If those grave clothes are stuck down on your skin, 
And maybe those grave clothes got stuck somehow to your body when you were dead, like Lazarus in the tomb. And when he came forth, maybe some of those grave clothes were stuck to his body and because they had dried there. And it's like removing a non-stick dressing off a weeping wound. And the nurses here will know what I mean. If you try to do that, you often rip off the scab and you reopen the wound and it will start bleeding and it will start weeping and it hurts. Getting rid of those grave clothes can be very painful and getting rid of our strongholds can be like that. We don't want to go through the pain. We we don't want to reopen some of those old wounds. And so we resist. It's easier to live with the status quo than it is to go through the pain of getting out of our grave clothes. But we need to sometimes just rip off the band-aid. We need to say, God, if it will make me a better person for you, if it will make me more usable in your kingdom, God, just take those grave clothes off me. Loose me, Lord, and let me go. That's what we need to cry out. So I'm here to tell someone tonight, it is time to take your eyes off yourself. It is time to take your eyes off the pain. It is time to take your eyes off what you could be suffering from and to look to Jesus, to lift up your eyes and to look to the one who can help you. Lift up your eyes to the one who is high and lift it up. We need to get loosed out of our grave clothes. The devil wants to, wants to bind us to the battle, blind us to the battle of the strongholds. He wants us not to see the strongholds for what they are. He wants to tell us we're okay when we're clothed in grave clothes. The grave clothes of Lazarus, they were bound around his eyes as well. He couldn't see clearly. And we can be in the same kind of position. But we don't have to be fully bound. The devil would be happy if we were just bound enough not to walk in victory. Just bound enough not to praise. Just bound enough not to pray regularly. Just bound enough not to shout. Just bound enough not to worship God on a Sunday. Just bound enough not to dance. Just bound enough to walk around defeated so that nobody we come across even hears anything about the goodness of God. Just bound enough to be full of fear and not faith. But I'm here to tell you tonight, we can be loosed out of our grave clothes. And when we're loosed, we're going to shout a shout of praise to God and we're going to praise and we're going to come dancing. It is time to take authority over the strongholds and get desperate. It is time to take authority over the things that hold us bound. It is time to take authority over the things that stop our feet from dancing and our hands from praising. It is time. We need to get desperate enough with God for our breakthrough. I will get desperate enough with God to be loosed from my stronghold. And when we are desperate, we don't care what anyone around us thinks. Eli accused Hannah of being drunk in the temple, but she didn't care. She was desperate for a child. Blind Bartimaeus, he cried out even louder when they told him to be quiet. Why? Because he was desperate for a healing. The woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through the obstacles in front of her to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Why? Because she was desperate for a healing. We need to get a little bit desperate for deliverance. We need to get a little bit desperate to be loosed 
out of our grave clothes. We need to get so desperate we don't care what other people think about our desperation. We need to get ourselves ready for a breakthrough. If there are strongholds in our lives, we need deliverance. Some of us need a breakthrough in the power of the name of Jesus. But a breakthrough is just an act that breaks through an obstruction. You're not going to get a breakthrough unless there is something to break through. And an obstacle is just an opportunity for a breakthrough. That's what I tell my ladies at home back in beautiful, warm, sunny North Queensland. I tell them, well, praise God you've got an obstacle because that's an opportunity for a breakthrough. The Israelites crossing the Red Sea, that was a breakthrough. When there seemed to be no way, when there was an enemy army coming at them from behind and there was a sea in front of them, there was no obvious breakthrough coming their way, but God made a way. That was a breakthrough. They were bound on every side, but God. The Israelites marching around the walls of Jericho, that was a breakthrough. It took days of nothing much happening, just daily obedience, just walking in obedience to the word of God when suddenly there was a shout of victory and there was a breakthrough. That stronghold came crashing down. The day of Pentecost, that was a breakthrough. That was when the spirit came with great power. They were in the upper room for 10 days just waiting before the breakthrough came. But what we need to get out of our grave clothes is a breakthrough. Breakthrough comes when there is a word of God followed by an action. God told Moses to hold his staff out over the sea. That was an action followed by a breakthrough. God told the Israelites to march and shout. That was an action and a breakthrough. The believers had to wait in Jerusalem to be endued with power from on high. That was an action followed by a breakthrough. And dancing out of our grave clothes is an action that will bring breakthrough. It is not our season to be bound. We're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Being bound keeps our vision focused on our limitations, what I can't do, how I can't move. But when we are delivered out of our grave clothes, we can serve God with freedom. We can serve God without fear and we can serve God without being limited by restrictions. But some of us want to cling to that old chorus, I shall not be, I shall not be moved and make it applicable to our strongholds. But that chorus is speaking about the apostolic way of life and the truths of God's word, and God help us not to be moved out of those, but we need to be willing to be moved out of our grave clothes and out of our strongholds. But instead of that song, we're going to sing a completely different song. He gave me a reason to dance. Hallelujah, I'm dancing out of my grave clothes because who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we're going to give God the glory and we're going to cry out, Hallelujah, he's alive. And I'm going to dance out of my grave clothes. We need to come out of these grave clothes, these strongholds, these restrictions, and we need to come out of them dancing. I'm sure Lazarus didn't come out of his grave clothes taking half-hearted. I couldn't really be bothered steps into the today. I'm sure he wasn't like, oh, praise God, hallelujah. He would have come out of those grave clothes dancing. He would have been like the lame man at the gate, beautiful, who was walking and leaping and praising God. 
And when we are freed, when we come dancing out of our grave clothes, that signifies the joy and freedom. That's what dancing represents for us, joy and freedom. When we feel the joy of the Lord, there is going to be some dancing in our steps. It might be hard work getting free from those grave clothes and those past ways of coping. But once we're free, we're going to start dancing. There's going to be some joy in our steps. And maybe you're thinking, well, that's fine for Lazarus. He had, after all, been dead for four days. It would make sense that he would come out of his grave clothes dancing. But the truth of the matter is some of us have been dead for a lot longer than four days. I was once dead. I was dead in my trespasses and sins. We have been spiritually dead and separated from the presence of God. So if you'd expect Lazarus to come out of his grave clothes dancing, you should expect it of me too because we are all raised to walk in that newness of life. That should make us want to dance. It should make us want to rejoice in the Lord. There should be a joy and a victory in our step because of what God has done for us. That should make us want to dance. He gave me a reason to dance. All of us have a reason to dance. And we're going to come dancing out of our grave clothes today. I'm dancing because Jesus has made a change in my life. I'm dancing because Jesus died that I might live. I'm dancing because he rose from the grave in victory. I'm dancing because I have the joy of the Lord and I'm on my way to heaven. I'm dancing because my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm dancing because my chains are loosed. And my grave clothes have been removed. Dancing signifies joy and enthusiasm. We should be the people full of it. We should be full of the joy of the Lord. We should be the excited ones. We should be the ones telling others about all the good things that God has done for us. He's done it for me. He can do it for you. It should be that joy in our step. But Jesus desires to loose us. That's what Jesus desires for us. He wants our healing and our wholeness. And if we read that in Luke 4, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's Jesus speaking because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would come for this purpose and Jesus confirmed it and he read those words. Jesus came to the poor. That's not just lacking in money, that's lacking in anything. He came to the brokenhearted, those who are crushed, shattered and trodden down by man. Jesus came to bring freedom to the captives, those in prison, and those bound by chains. But many times we're in prisons in our own minds. We're not chained up in a jail, but we are prisoners nonetheless. Jesus came to the blind, the crushed, and the bound. He came to make us whole. Jesus desires our wholeness. He came to heal us if we are shattered or broken. He came to deliver us, to forgive us, and to free us. He came to release us from bondage and that can be the bondage of our own minds. Jesus came to deliver us from the prison that we create inside our own heads. Jesus came so the blind could see. He came to give release to those who are just a little bit 
crushed. It doesn't matter how we've ended up captive, broken, blind, crushed or hurt. Jesus has come to release us and he is here tonight. And that same deliverance that Jesus came way back in the New Testament times, he came with that purpose in mind. But Jesus is here tonight in this church with that same purpose. Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to help us come out of our grave clothes. Jesus came to help free us from the strongholds in our minds and the things that bind us up and hold us captive. Jesus wants our hearts to be whole. Jesus wants our crushed spirits to rise, to walk in that newness of life. And we would come dancing out of our grave clothes if our heart hurts were healed. But Jesus came to do that. We would come dancing out of our grave clothes if Jesus loosed us from the bondage, if he loosed us from prison, if he freed us from our past and if he freed us from our pain. But Jesus came to do that. Jesus cares about our broken hearts. He cares about our pain. He cares about our blindness. And he cares about the things that bind us and hold us captive. Jesus wants to loose us. He wants to say, loose her or loose him and let him go across this church. Jesus wants to set us free and give us liberty. Jesus hasn't changed. He came into the world then to do that work of deliverance and he still wants to do it today. He wants to do it in me and he wants to do it in you and he wants to do it in this church tonight. Jesus wants to loose us. He wants to set us at liberty. Jesus hasn't changed. He is still our chain breaker. He is still our way maker. He is still our deliverer. He is still our healer. The mission of Jesus hasn't changed. He is still for us. His heart is for us. His plans for us are good and he desires our wholeness. It doesn't matter how broken we are. God is enough to loose us. Jesus came to deliver us and he desires someone here tonight to be delivered and to be loosed from your strongholds, loosed from whatever is holding us bound. And then when we realize the freedom that we have in Christ, that we are no longer dead and that we are no longer bound, we are no longer captive and we're no longer blind, then we can come dancing out of our grave clothes. You can be loose tonight because Jesus has given us everything that we need. Scripture tells us how to get loosed from our grave clothes and it's actually easier than we think. And in the book of 2 Corinthians, it tells us in chapter 10, verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. God has given us mighty weapons to pull down the strongholds, but we need to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And we need to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We walk in the flesh, but we don't war after the flesh. The battle to be loosed out of our grave clothes is a spiritual battle. The weapons we fight with aren't the weapons that the world understands. We have been given mighty weapons. 
We have the armour of God to protect us. But we only have one attack weapon and that is the word of God. The sword of the spirit. The battle to be loosed is not fought in the physical. No sword, no spear, no gun, no bomb, no chemical or biological weapon, no psychological strategy, no self-help book. And no increase in your willpower is going to make any difference. It's not going to help us get loosed. The way to be loosed from our strongholds is prayer and obedience to the word. Only the sword, which is the word of God, can pierce and tear and cast down the strongholds. The battle, it's taking place in our minds. That's where the strongholds are. They're inside our minds. They're our thoughts. Any thought that keeps us away from believing God's truth in our minds, that's where Satan can challenge everything we know and everything that we believe. Every truth that is proclaimed in God's word is challenged inside our minds. Has God said? Does God know? Does God see you? Does God even care about you? Are you a real Christian? Can God even use you? These are the sorts of things that challenge our minds, but we need to cast them down. We need to cast those thoughts down. And this casting down speaks of violence. It is an action. It is a hostile takeover. It is a forceful takedown. We need to demolish it. We need to use force. We need to get serious about it and destroy the strongholds that are at work in our minds. We can only fight incorrect thoughts by replacing them with correct ones. And where is the only place we'll find a correct thought? It's the word of God. That is the only truth. It is the only solid foundation. We need to speak the word of truth over every doubt. We need to speak the word of truth over every fear. We need to speak the word of truth over every thought, every emotion that comes at us that is contrary to God. When we declare the word, we are using the sword of the spirit. We are fighting a spiritual battle and we will win. Because God is on our side. And that's when we're going to come dancing out of our grave clothes. Because the word of God is powerful enough to bring down any stronghold in my life and in my mind. And as the strongholds are removed by the power of God, we are going to come dancing. Because God is a God of deliverance. God is a God of all power. No grave clothes has been worn for too long that God cannot deliver you. Don't let the devil deceive you this evening and make you think you have been clothed in those grave clothes for too long. That's a lie. God is able to loose you. It doesn't matter how long you have been clothed in those grave clothes. We just need to believe it and we need to accept it. And we need to place our faith in Jesus and the power of his name to deliver us and to heal us. And as we start dancing out of our grave clothes, the irritation is going to leave us because you can't praise God and be angry at the same time. As you start dancing out of your grave clothes, the fear is going to leave you. The hopelessness is going to leave. The confusion, the stress, the anxiety, the despair are going to flee in the power of the name of Jesus. But we just need to cast them down, cast them aside, put them off in the power of the name of Jesus. We will be dancing as the strongholds in our lives are loosed. But God is the God of the turnaround. God is able to bring about reversals 
in our lives. Our bondage is going to be loosed and we will be free. Lies of the devil are going to be loosed and we will walk in truth. Heaviness is going to be loosed and we will start wearing a garment of praise. Our mourning is going to be replaced by joy. Death will be replaced by life. Defeat is going to be turned to victory. Our grave clothes are going to go off us and we're going to put on robes of righteousness. Our despair is going to be replaced with hope in God. And once we're free, we need to fight to stay free. We need to keep pressing, keep running, keep striving. Don't quit. Because once we're loose from those strongholds, don't let them rise up and take hold on your feet again. We need to fight them with the word of God and fight them with everything that we have. So I invite up the music team tonight. Let's come dancing out of our grave clothes this evening. Don't be deceived. The enemy is a liar. You can be loosed. It's not too late for you. You have not been bound for too long. Deliverance is here tonight. Like Lazarus has been given life, let's cry out to be loosed from our grave clothes. Someone in this church has a stronghold, but God desires for us to be loosed. We just need to desire God more than we desire anything else. We need to get real before God and desperate to be loosed out of our grave clothes. There is going to be some deliverance in the house tonight. (laughs) If it's been years since you've had a breakthrough at this altar, tonight can be your night. There's going to be a victory. Let's take authority in the power of the name of Jesus over everything that slows us down. Everything that holds us bound, every thought, every discouragement, every distraction, every doubt, every fear. We are going to speak the name of Jesus. When you find a place of victory, we are going to come out dancing. We're going to come dancing with a shout of praise. We will come dancing when we realize we are no longer dead, but we are alive in Christ. No longer defeated, but we are going to walk in victory. No longer living in darkness, but in the light of God's word. No longer broken, but complete in Christ. Hallelujah. He's alive. I invite you to stand and we're going to open the altars tonight. This is our season to come dancing out of our grave clothes. Tonight is a night not just to be holy raised, but holy freed. We are free indeed in Christ. Hallelujah. He's alive. Jesus desires to loose us. He desires to hold us. 